so glad that you're here with us as we continue our parenthood series. How fitting on a day that we have child dedication where we've been discussing this whole process of making our kids relationally rich with you, with God, and with others. We also want to say welcome to those of you that are watching in our parent viewing room today. And uh, this room is available for any parents with young children who might get fussy during the service. That's an option where you can go and just watch the service and take it all in from there. So right inside of your bulletin should be some message notes if you want to go ahead and grab those out and you can follow along with us this morning. And some fill in the blanks and you can take that with you. Last week we talked all about how to turn your kid's spiritual dial in their life. How do we do that? How do we help them at home? And I would encourage every parent or every future parent, every grandparent, if you missed that talk, to find it online this week and listen to it. You can just go to riverwaychurch.com. Go into Sunday services and you can find that message there. And I really think that will help you. And I believe one of the most important talks uh, that we would have during this series. But today is for parents. Today is for future parents, grandparents, influencers, educators. Because if I were to ask the question this morning, how many of you with kids or future kids, how many of you would want them to be relationally rich? I'm sure all of us would raise our hands and say, yes, we want our kids to be relationally rich. We want to do our best to set them up for, for future success, don't we? We want to set them up for relational success. And we know it doesn't happen by accident, but rather the intentional moving of these dials in their life that we as parents have control of. Today we want to talk about influencing your kids' influencers. Influencing your kids' influencers. This is a big one. It's a big one because of this, and it's your first fill-in, that besides the parents... There is no one with more influence in your child's life than their friends. Besides you, the parent, there's no one that's going to have more influence in your child's life than their friends. And that's why we used to always tell our teenagers when we were youth pastors for 12 years, we used to say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's that impactful because we truly believe, your next fill-in, we truly believe that their friends will determine the direction and quality of their life. Their friends will determine the direction and the quality of their life. And you know this is true, that as soon as they hit elementary school, those influences begin, don't they? Then they hit middle school. They further get into high school in those teenage years, and the influences can be huge on their life and can oftentimes set them on a course that will either cause their path to go crooked or straight. We know it's important. Do you remember? I want you to just take a moment and think back to when you were a teenager. For some of you, it's not that long ago. For the others of you, we'll give you a minute to get there, okay? Uh, I want you to think back to when you were a teenager. Did you ever do stupid things? Did you ever do fun things on the weekend? Maybe like this. Did you ever do anything like that? Anything? Right? You know, there you are with your friends, 2 a.m. in the morning at Walmart, buying 48 rolls of toilet paper. And the clerk has no idea what you're up to, right? No idea. Or maybe something like this. Maybe you did something like that where, you know, you kind of saran wrapped your buddy's car to the local pole, you know? I mean, hey, that's a really nice thing. Oh, you do remember. Okay, you do remember. So we're kind of all on the same page here. Maybe there was some good fun. Maybe it was some bad fun. But the truth is, is that you didn't do it alone, did you? You were with your friends, weren't you? You were with your friends, and those friends probably determined in your life, even for a season or for a long season, the direction and quality of your own life. And it's no different today for our kids 
except it's way harder to make the right choices than ever before. And if we're being honest, our kids will face and are facing all kinds of temptations from school, from culture, and peers. Let's go and watch this video real quick. I gotta be honest, it's tempting. Everywhere I turn, it's there. My friends tell me it's no big deal. Just try it once, see for yourself. You know, experiment, see how it feels. I mean, once won't hurt. You don't get addicted off the first hit, the first sip, first whatever. Just try, Just try it. it. Maybe I will, but maybe I'll do it in secret. Grab some pills out of my mom's medicine cabinet or sneak a little something from my dad's stash. I told you it was everywhere, and I gotta be honest. I don't think I'm strong enough to keep saying no. I don't know what to do. Nobody's helping. Parents, schools, church. All they keep doing is trying to scare me. Take a swig or two and soon the bottle controls you. One pill, one drag, one shot, one sniff. You could end up wiped out on the floor, in prison, or worse. I know the stats. I hear them all the time. It just doesn't seem to matter that three out of four kids who die this year will die because they do drugs or just hang out with kids who do. Four out of ten of my friends who drink will not be able to stop. Ever. Ever. They'll end up severe alcoholics and never live up to their potential. As far as weed, I've seen my friends when they smoke it, and it always leads to something, something worse. worse. But like I said, none of that seems to matter. The facts, facts the, truth, the truth, we all just laugh at it like we can't do anything about it, like we don't have a choice, like we're not strong enough to fight it, like it doesn't really bother us. But I gotta be honest, I think there's a lot of kids out there like me. It does bother me. It bothers, it bothers me that we don't learn from all the celebrities who told us there wasn't a problem. That we, don't learn. that we don't learn when one of our friends dies. And it bothers me that we sit around and make jokes about it all, the whole time hoping to God that it doesn't happen to one of us. Right? I mean, I'm only 14, and that's what I do already. And here I am, sitting here, thinking about whether or not I'm going to take the pills my friend put in my bag, or if I'm going to give them back and tell him no. Truth is, it's my choice. It's my choice. It's my life. Don't you wish as parents you could make their choices for them? I know I do. Don't you wish you could control all their experiences? I do. But we can't. So what can we do to turn the relational dial in their life towards the right friends or away from the wrong ones? What can we do as parents, as influencers, as grandparents? What can we do? Well, Proverbs 13, 20 says this. That he who walks with the wise grows wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. What would it look like to leverage this principle in our life and the life of our kids? And this morning, I want to give you two good questions that you should regularly ask yourself as parents when it comes to the influences in our kids' lives. And the first one is this. Is there someone in their life that you need to dial out? Is there someone in their life that you need to dial out? Because the Bible says that a companion of fools suffers harm. Have you ever known that to be true in somebody's life? Have you ever seen that take place? Where they've gotten around the wrong people for the wrong season in their life? It's not pretty, is it? I can recall hundreds of stories of teenagers who made stupid decisions 
And do you know why? Because of their companions. I'll never forget when I got a phone call from the local sheriff's office that one of our teenagers was in prison. And he told them to call me. I don't know why. Thought I'd be a good one to talk to. Maybe he thought I could talk them out of it. I don't know. So there I drive to the jail, and I sit up with him, and I said, hey, man, what's going on? What are you doing here? He goes, last night I got arrested. I said, what'd you get arrested for? He said, well, me and my buddies were hungry, okay? Well, instead of going to buy some food, we thought it'd be a good idea to break into the local elementary school and raid the refrigerators. The alarm sounded, police came, we arrested, and here I sit, right? I mean, it's kind of like one of those times that you just want to say, you know, how stupid can you be, really, right? But it's amazing that when we're in the companion of fools, even the dumbest ideas sound like good ones. Isn't that true? You've maybe experienced that in your own life. That even though little red flags maybe have gone off in your own heart or mind, you tend to go with the crowd. It becomes a tension-filled time in their life when oftentimes they feel like they have to choose between doing what is right or losing a friendship. And in many cases, although they feel that tension, they can't always see it. And, th- and it becomes this tension-filled time in their life that some of the worst decisions are made, that set their paths off in ways they should have never gone. Why? Because they're young and emotional and they can't always see the certain kinds of influences in their life. But you can sometimes, can't you? As parents, you want to try and have honest conversations in hope that they themselves will turn the relational dial away from the bad influences and towards the good influences, but they may not agree. They may not agree with you. And when this is the case, you as the parent must take hold of the relational dial in your kid's life and begin to turn it. Your next fill-in says this. This means you need to make it as difficult as possible for them to spend time with the wrong friends. You need to make it as difficult as possible for them to spend time with the wrong friends. You say, now, Ryan, this sounds an awful like manipulation here. And you'd be right. You are manipulating the situation. You are stacking the deck in your kid's future favor. That's exactly what you're doing. You're intentionally turning out the bad voices and turning up the good voices. And I would encourage you on this. Parents, follow your gut. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you and you can pray for discernment. You can pray for good wisdom. And the Bible says that anybody who asks for wisdom, God will give it to them. He'll give it to them. And I would encourage you, as you have kids in elementary school and middle school and high school, as you still have the ability to have your hand on this dial, pray for wisdom. And say, Holy Spirit, show me the wrong kinds of influences. Show me the ones that are okay. And God will be faithful to do that in your life. We can't afford as parents to be the naive parent that just thinks they're always doing what they say they're doing. And they're always in a good spot, with always with good influences, always making right choices, because sometimes it simply isn't the case. It means that you ground them from certain people when lines have been crossed. You make it as difficult as possible for them to hang out with the wrong influences. And when they come and ask, I want to go hang out with so-and-so, sorry, you're grounded. But if you want, you can hang out with this person over here. I thought you said I was grounded. You are. From that person or those people because of the choices you've made. 
As parents, we've got to get a hold of that dial and be willing to turn it. Be willing to turn it. And and I'll be honest with you, 90% of all the bad stuff that I did as a teenager was when I was at a friend's house who had parents that were either uninvolved or had different boundaries and standards and values than my family had. And that's why today is so important. And this is why I would say this, and parents, as your next fill-in, that one of the worst mistakes you can make is to let them hang out with whomever they want simply to get them out of your hair. Now, any good parent wouldn't ever want to admit to laziness in this area. But there are often times that life gets so overwhelming with the job and the chaos of life and all those things that even though you might have a check in your spirit, a check in your gut about the certain friendship groups that you let them do it anyway because either you don't want to cause a fight or you don't want to deal with the hassle of it or you want to check out of the parenting role because of what it would cost you. But I would tell you one of the worst mistakes that you can make, believe me, from a dozen years in youth ministry and seeing this happen hundreds of times, one of the worst decisions that you can make is not knowing what's going on in your friends, in the life of your friend's world, of your kids' friends, getting to know them, Be involved. Get to know your kids' friends and their families. Talk to the parents. Talk to their friends. Build a relationship with them. Get a feeling of who they are. And this will give you a pretty good idea of who needs to be tuned out and who needs to be tuned in. You cannot be afraid to make the hard choices. Please, parents, I'm begging you today. You cannot be afraid to make the hard call, even if it means you're the bad guy, because in you being the bad guy might be the very thing that saves them from a road they cannot afford to walk down. There is nothing like the influence of a peer group and friendships at such moldable ages. So ask yourself the question, is there someone in their life that I need to dial out? Is there someone in their life that I need to take a hold of and dial out? The second question is this, is there someone in their life that you need to dial in? There's someone that you need to dial in because the Bible says that he who walks with the wise grows wise. And so us as parents, we want to help our kids walk with the kinds of friends that are wise. We want to help them walk with the kinds of friends that are making good choices. We want to help them walk with the kinds of kids that have the same values and faith direction that they even have, that you even have. And knowing that friends will determine the quality and direction of their lives, it's important to recognize there are times that we have to welcome in the right kinds of friends and influences. And you find these in families of people that have the same values or even the same faith that you do, and you encourage these relationships. You talk about with your son and daughter about how you enjoy it when they spend time with them because you see them making right choices. You see them being responsible. You see them being transparent. Can I tell you that one of the keys to understanding whether or not your kids are making good choices is the level of transparency they're willing to have with you. That's an important one. But it also reflects the kind of relationship that you've built with them, which we'll talk about briefly at the end. Your next fill-in, make it easy for them to be with those kinds of friends. When you find a good peer group, when you find some good friends around them, make it easy for them to hang out with those friends. And it means this. It means that it may inconvenience you quite a bit. But can I tell you, as a parent, there is nothing that I would rather be than inconvenienced if my kids can get around the right peer group and the right friends because I know it will determine the quality and direction of their life. If it means it inconveniences me and I have to drive them an extra 10 miles or I've got to pick them up here or I've got to do that, it's worth it every single time. 
your next fill-in, you need to not only dial in the right kinds of friends, but at times the right mentors. At times the right mentors. If you haven't already experienced this, I can promise you that there will be times as a parent that you are too close to them to be the primary influencer. And you will feel like you are on the outside looking in on your kid's situation. And it can leave you as a parent in a place of desperation, not knowing how to reach your kid or communicate with your kid. You feel like they've shut you out and you are now on the outside looking in. And maybe it's because they're in a season of their life where they don't like you. That can happen. That's pretty normal. Maybe it's a season of life where they don't like your rules. That can happen. That's normal. Maybe they don't like your expectations and they begin to shut you out. Maybe it's, or maybe it's that you know them too well and they feel like they just can't win. Your next fill-in, what do you do when you're on the outside looking in? You need a godly adult that can help them turn the dial of influence. You need a godly adult. This is why we hammer home the importance of having your kids in youth small groups, especially for our teenagers, having them in a youth small group having our kids in in Sunday classrooms all over this morning because they need a faith circle to choose some friends from. Begin to ask yourself, what trusted family member or friend can be the one to talk through some of those difficult seasons in their life? What otter, what uncle are they close to? What trusted youth leader, what trusted teacher, what trusted sports coach, who could it be in your life that you could go and talk to and say, hey, We're walking through a difficult season. Would you help me turn the dial in my kid's life? I feel like they're making poor choices over here or they're hanging out with the wrong kinds of friends over here. Would you help them turn this dial? It can even mean that you go to your son or daughter and say, if you don't feel like you can talk to me, is there anyone else in your life that you feel like you can talk to? That's a great question to ask. If you don't feel like you can talk to me, is there anyone else? that you can think of, that you could talk to and be honest with about what's going on in your life. We have to pull in people who will say the same things that you're saying. I gotta tell you that over the years of youth ministry, I heard that time and time again, parents would come to me kind of frustrated in a funny way. They'd come and just be like, oh man, I just don't get it. You know, I tell my kids all the time, do this, this, and this, and they never listen. And then they get around you and you tell them to do this, this, or this, and all of a sudden they do it. I don't get it, Right? You know what that is? All it is is a different voice. It's a different voice of someone who maybe isn't as emotionally involved. And it means as a parent, sometimes you have to be willing to lay down your pride and let other people join in the ranks of being influencers in your kid's life. And try not to be offended because this is normal your next villain, they have to have someone in their life that sometimes has more objectivity than you can offer as a parent. Let me say that again. They have to have in their life sometimes someone that has more objectivity than you can offer as a parent. Let me, give, let me illustrate it to you this way. Uh, when, I was a teenage, when I was a pastor of teenagers, we oftentimes had youth that would come and tell us things, right? And if I ever had a student who would come to me and say, listen, you know, I'm in this relationship with my boyfriend and I really feel like he's pressuring me uh, to go beyond physical boundaries that I'm comfortable with, right? Or if I had a kid that would come to me and say, hey, I've got this group of friends that have, they're kind of putting me in this spot to either like help them cheat on this test 
or I feel like I'm going to lose their friendship. I just feel like I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. What I could do as their pastor is give them some pretty straightforward, honest advice. They'd say, can we keep this between us? Yep, for now, yep, we can. But here's what I think that you should do. Boom, 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 right? Let me know how it goes, right? I can do that as their pastor. Now, if my daughter comes to me one day and she tells me that she's in a relationship with her boyfriend and her boyfriend is pressuring her to go past certain physical boundaries that she's comfortable with, before she has even finished that sentence, I am already going to get my gun. And my wife is calling 911 to report the boyfriend. Isn't that true? As parents, we would feel that way. Why? Because we are emotionally vested and we are emotionally involved. And sometimes as a parent, you must take the back seat to another godly influence in their life for a season. Someone that can have more objectivity than you can bring to the table. And I would say encourage that in their life. Encourage that mentor in their life. Why? Because Proverbs 12, 26 says, the godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. The godly give good advice. And I had a couple great mentors in my life that turned the dial at key moments in my life that helped me steer away from some bad influences that could have taken me down a road that I didn't want to go to. And today, before we wrap up in this moment, I want to give you some really practical tips on how you as parents can help turn the dial of influence in your kid's life. Can we run through these real quick, and then we're going to pray, and we'll be done. The first one is this. I would say volunteer in your kid's activities. Be willing to be a coach, a teacher assistant. Okay, now be available. Listen, asterisk, don't smother, okay? No smothering allowed, but be involved in their activities. Because as you're around in their activities, you're going to see who their friends are and you're going to hear the things that go on and you're going to take it all in. The second thing I would encourage you to do is to be willing to be the host home. Be willing to be the host home. Because you can control, for the most part, what happens inside of your home. And you know what they're doing. Be the good party house if you need to. Be willing to open up your doors. Be willing to buy the pizza. Be willing to rent the video games. Be willing to be that kind of parent. Because I'm telling you that when they're out from underneath your home, you may think that it's all wonderful and great. But when your friends, when your kids are with friends whose parents do not have the same values that you do, or don't have the same supervision, or maybe are super naive about everything they're doing, that's where things can go downhill quick. And my wife and I have decided to be very, 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 very careful in whom we allow our children to spend time with and what homes they go into. And for the most part, we want to be the host. And they can over any friends they want. And Friday nights, they can be up till 2 or 3 in the morning. They can be crazy and they keep us up all night. And they can inconvenience us all they want. You know why? Because their relational future is that important. Be willing to be a host home. Next, ask certain adults to help influence them. We've already covered that. The next thing I would say is pay attention to social media. The reason that it's harder than ever before in making some of the decisions and friend groups that they have is because of technology. The amount of cell phones and computers and social media. And I would say that this is a good hard fast rule when it comes to Facebook, Twitter, any of those things. If they are not willing to have you as their friend, then they are not allowed on it. 
Because as a parent, you have to be willing to influence. It also means this, that you have the passwords to all their email accounts. You have passwords uh, to their social media, Twitter, Facebook. You need passwords to those things. And it's not, and and oftentimes there'll be kids who say, well, don't you not trust me? That's a good question. You know what, to be honest, I would love to trust you, but I was a teenager once. And if I didn't trust me then, There's parts of you that I don't trust now. Not because I don't think you're a great kid, but because I know that the devil has a plan for your life and there's temptations that you will face. And I want to make sure that I'm there to help you navigate those choices. Those are important discussions to have. And I would say on the whole social media thing, hold off parents as long as you can. Hold off as long as you can on them getting their own Facebook account or Twitter account, any of those things. Hold off on the... You know, if they need a cell phone, get the old flip phone with the little push buttons and the long antenna, you know, I mean, just, I mean, get the bulky ones, you know, I mean, the cord, you know, in the case, and they can just walk around. That's fine. You know what they don't need? They don't need instant videos and instant photos. I'm telling you what, sexting has become a, a pandemic in our, in our schools, inside of social groups, and I'm telling you what, we as parents have got to monitor what's happening in our kids' lives Go out of your way to host the right friends. We've already said that. Make it as easy as possible. Next, ask about specific friends and their values. When you're having conversations, take them out for a Coke. When you're driving in the car, ask about so-and-so. Don't come in hard with your opinions. Listen. Ask good questions and listen. Because what you're doing is trying to determine and discern whether or not you need to dial out that friend in their life or turn it up. And if you meet fire with fire and immediately you're like, well, I don't think and I don't think, I don't agree, I don't, they're going to shut you out quicker than you can even say shut out. You are going to be shut out of their world. And as parents, you need to be good listeners, ask good questions, and then make influencing decisions. Talk through healthy friendships next. When they hit a situation that you don't like, when you get wind of something, when you hear them say something funny when they come home from school, Ask them about it, talk about it, talk about peer pressure and manipulation, bullying, how real friends don't intentionally hurt others. Set them up to, for success and understanding what true friends should be like. Help walk them through it next. Make church a place that they can make their best friends. Make church a place they can make their best friends. And lastly, pray for the right friends at the right time. Pray for the right friends at the right time because here's the sobering thought. You ready for this? that God loves our kids way more than we ever could. Do not underestimate the power that you have as a parent to pray over your kids and to pray over their futures, to pray over their peer groups, to pray over them in every decision they make. And every night when we get done praying with my boys, I go over and I say the same prayer over them every single night. I lay my hands on them and I pray, Lord Jesus, help my boys to sleep good tonight. Help my little girl to sleep good tonight. Bless them as they sleep. Give them good sleep, good dreams. Guard their heart and their purity. Make them champions for you. Let them know how much mom and dad love them. Keep them growing healthy and strong. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that over my kids every single night. And my kids could easily recite the prayer. In fact, sometimes they pray it with me as I'm praying it. And just, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, Landon goes, Dad, what does purity mean? It's a great question. It just means that you're going to make right choices. That's what we want God to help you do is make right choices.
to give you the wisdom to know what's right and the courage to do what's right no matter what. So I pray over them. God, would you give them the wisdom to know what's right and the courage to do what's right no matter what? You see, as parents, all these dials begin to work together. And two weeks ago, we talked about turning that relational dial in your kid's life. Why? Because you have to buy the right into your kid's life and relationship buys that right to speak and to give influence. And if you will keep turning that dial personally, if you'll keep dialing that, turning that dial spiritually, I promise you, it will pay off when it comes to turning the dial of influence in their life. Be willing to pay your dues in relationship. And it will work out. Maybe you're here today and you feel like you're in the middle of being on the outside looking in and you feel like you're losing hope. Maybe you've got some teenagers right now and you feel like you have more questions than answers and you kind of feel defeated. Can I just tell you something? That there never is or ever could be a perfect parent. But God is with you. He is Emmanuel, God with us, who loves our children more than anybody else ever could, who has given us the gifts on loan to us, And as we continually every day give them back to him, God, we give them back to you. Would you help turn their heart toward you? God, would you turn their heart towards you? Don't lose hope if you're in a difficult spot. God's gonna meet you and he'll begin to fill in the gaps to get them on that straight path. Would you pray with me all over this room? Would you mind closing your eyes as we get ready to pray? And we just want to take 30 seconds and we believe here at Riverway Church that we can talk to God and God can talk to us. And for 30 seconds, I just want you to have a moment for you to whisper with God whatever's going on in your heart. And maybe it'd be a prayer to help you discern what's going on and the influences that your kids are around. Maybe it'd be able to have the idea of what adult you could ask to help mentor and pull in. Maybe it's just a prayer over your children or your future children, or your grandkids. But for just for you and the Lord, can we just take 30 seconds right now for you to talk to him and for him to talk to us? Let's do that right now. turn to you and ask for your help to give us greater wisdom as parents than we've ever had, to give us greater influence as parents than we've ever had, to help mold and shape our kids into the very people that you want them to become. We know that so much of it rides on their influences, and so help us to know when to dial out the wrong influences and when to turn up the good influences. Give us thick skin for the difficult conversations 
But we pray ultimately, God, that you would remind us that they're yours. And we give them back to you. And we ask that when we can't be with them, that you would be. That your angels would go before them and behind them and on every side. That you would put the right people and the right friends at the right moments, the key moments of their life when they're making some of the biggest decisions that could impact their future. We pray that in those moments you'd put the right friends to bring a wise word and godly influence. We pray you'd bond their hearts with people that are going the same faith direction. That you would help guide them and lead them to a place of safety in you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said, amen.